Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Finals in a Pod brought to you by Addendum and Study Sheep. So for today's episode, we have Professor Dayan, a physics teacher at Marianopolis, who's going to talk about electricity and magnetism. Before we begin, just a small disclaimer, please do not solely base yourself off of this podcast for your study. This is just an additional resource that could help you for your final. Okay. Hello, everybody. So uh, my name is Mathieu Dayan. I'm a teacher at Marinopolis. I'm teaching physics. And today I'm going to talk to you about ENM, electricity and magnetism. It's a big course. Some of you are taking it if you're listening to this. And uh, I've got we, we got some requests uh, for for me or someone to uh, uh, talk to you and and tell you how to best go about studying for this exam. I assume, I guess. So that is exactly what I want to do with you today on this podcast. I want to kind of give you a few uh, suggestions, hints. And also try to guide your study uh, for, for, the, for the test. All right. So that's the plan for today. Let's see uh, how it goes. So the first thing is, uh, first of all, you all got, probably by Mayo, from your instructor, a document called Final Exam Guidelines for Electricity and Magnetism. And that document, it's paramount that you should take the time to read it. And I'm sure... Your, your teacher told you that. I'm just going <laughs> to echo what they said. Uh, it says in red, please read the following instruction carefully. And we mean that, right? Because it, it really tells you what, uh, what to expect, really. I mean, beyond like on the day of the exam, the, the logistics of it all, really, it, it gives you already a lot of hints as to what to expect uh, on, on that final, right? And again, the more prepared you are, the better I would assume you you will end up doing on the, that exam, All right? So familiarize yourself with that document. Read it at least once, and and read between the lines. For example, uh, the exam structures structure is actually in there. It tells you when it starts and uh, when there's a break and so on. But it really tells you there are three sections, three parts to this exam. Those of you, I mean, who remember, uh, it's not, <laughs> it's, it hasn't been like totally erased from your memory uh, because of uh, uh, traumatic stress or something. Uh, the midterm, right? The midterm for EM, uh, it, it looks very similar and it's on purpose, right? It's basically exactly like the midterm you, you, you guys uh, took and did back uh, like a, a couple of months ago, uh, whenever that was. Uh, and and basically, it has the same structure. Uh, there's going to be a section, part one, part A, will be about writing multiple choice questions, right? And you will have so many multiple choice questions. You'll be given like something like three per page, and you won't be allowed to go back uh, in class marker. Like, this is stuff you know. But being aware of it, like, like knowing what to expect goes a long way. So in this case here, it's kind of like the midterm, only it's going to be longer. So uh, instead of the something like 11 multiple choice questions you add on the midterm, this time it's going to be 18. Uh, instead of the 45 minutes you got on the midterm, this time around part A on multiple choice questions uh, will be an hour long. So again, you can kind of gauge and, and manage your expectations and, and, uh, and your time with that, right? So if you, you think about it, 18 questions in an hour, do the math, it's about three minutes and a half per question. And knowing that from the get-go, 
like gives you a feel for how long you can spend on each question. Some questions you'll want to do very quickly because they're simple. Uh, others are indeed trickier. They are they have multiple layers. You have to first figure out this in order to do that, and then even maybe sometime uh, think one step further uh, to answer a, a single multiple choice question. So again, three minutes is your average, but knowing that and, and being aware of that goes a long way. But indeed, in terms of even like the ratio, uh, if you go back to the midterm, it's kind of the same type of ratio. Uh, 18 multiple choice questions for a total of 36 marks, that document says, out of 74 marks, that's almost 50% of the marks will rest on those multiple choice questions. Now, how do you get good at those? Uh, that's a, a, a topic for, for later in today's podcast. But really getting a feel already for what you're getting into. Uh, what is the structure of the exam? What to expect? That is very important. Then we move on to part B and C, each of which will be 45 minutes. Uh, you already know the reason of the, for that, right? Uh, 45 minutes to make sure it's it's well limited in time. You don't like overspill and you have your five minute break in between and time to upload whatever work you did during that part, that is the structure we used on the midterm. That's the structure we will be using here again uh, this time. Part B, it says three problems, 21 marks in total, right? And part C, two problems, 17 marks total. That tells you a, a little bit about what to expect. You can actually take your calculator, figure out, all right, how many minutes do you have? 45, okay. And there's 21 marks? Oh, that means, that, that gives me kind of an idea of how long I should be spending on that problem. Again, I don't, I'm not telling you that this problem would be worth three marks and that problem will be worth five marks and this one will be worth, I don't know, 16 marks. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, yet. I mean, you'll see it as, uh, as we, we get to on the day of the exam and you, you, it will be featured. Uh, I mean, you'll, you'll see it right away because it's gonna be on one page. You'll see all three questions at once. So again, but it tells you, kind of gives you a feel for how much time you should be spending on each of those questions. Again, if a, a question is worth three marks, don't go spending half an hour on it. If it takes you, like if after five minutes you're not getting anywhere, by all means, like move on and then come back to it later. That is definitely the way to proceed, right? Uh, and again, it, it's something I'll be probably saying again uh, today, and that is, Read all the questions first. I mean, you cannot do that for uh, the multiple choice questions because they come three at a time and you're, you're not allowed to go back, uh, back and forth. But for, for, for part B, for part C, taking the time, again, shouldn't take too long, but reading all the questions at least once and be getting a feel for, all right, this one, I know how to do, no problem. That question, oh, that one is tricky. I, I remember doing something like that uh, as a practice and it was a it was a, a difficult one so the point is make sure that you know how much time you have at your disposal beforehand and during the exam as well and manage that I, I I'm putting a lot of emphasis here on the managing of your time because I think it was an issue for a number of you uh, on the midterm again to, I'll be totally, totally honest as we were building that final, we, we planned for six problems and we ended up only given five. Again, in the spirit that we, we, we understand how much students uh, struggle with time. Uh, I mean, especially like in the current context where you're doing it from home and it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same as being in a gym where you're totally isolated and, and you don't have to upload your work afterwards and so on. So we, we, we get that. 
But I can tell you at the same time that if you uh, if you ran out of time during the midterm, then you need to make sure that doesn't happen again on the final because otherwise it's going to be the same structure, the same expectations, the same type of problems in terms of length, in terms of, of difficulty, in terms of steps that needs to be written down uh, in the uh, allowed amount of time. Okay. So again, that is all part of reading that first document that we gave you, that uh, final exam guideline document. So the rest of it, I mean, hopefully uh, you, you, you read it, it makes sense. The, 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 if you look, for example, for the, the, the material that you are allowed to use uh, during the exam, the resources, they're the same as the midterm. So you're allowed your notes, all of them, you're allowed your textbook, you're allowed everything that we, we use in class, but obviously you're not allowed to uh, go Googling up things uh, during the test, right? So again, same as before, nothing too specific there, except for the fact that I will get back to this when we, uh, we discuss about how to study, because there are things you can do before the test. If you really want to Google things up, then do it before test. I mean, there's nothing against that, but yes, indeed, uh, during the test, you are limited to whatever notes we add, uh, we distributed over the course of the sem semester. And finally, yes, uh, maybe I should mention it right away. If you have any technical issues, you know uh, how to proceed. Make sure you read that section properly, right? But I'm not going to go over that right now. Again, it's it's all black and white uh, in that document. Take the time to read it, right? But indeed, let's talk a little bit more about uh, one element that still uh, pertains to this document. And that is when you look up the time, you see that you're given 10 minutes to upload your work, right? Your answers for part B, for part C. Still to this day in my classes, I, I still have students who will upload a single page PDF that is 50 meg in size. That, that's, that's, that blows my mind. I mean, it's, it's so big. Of course, it takes you forever to connect to the server, to upload that huge behemoth. I mean, I think you're, uh, you need to get a bit of practice before the test as to uh, like how to upload uh, such, such work. Again, your phone has a lot of resolution because you want very good selfies of yourself, right? So that, that's totally le legit. But when it comes to an exam, what I want to do is be able to read what you wrote. So obviously, I don't want things to be pixelized. I want to be able to read your work. I want the, the contrast to be good and all that. But I don't need to be able to zoom into uh, to infinity and see every pencil stroke. So for, for, for your phone, when you, you prepare, like you get ready, make sure ahead of time that you don't have the, the highest resolution. That's one thing. And know how to quickly turn an image into a PDF. And I think that will probably save you some time, but some upload time as well. But indeed, if ever uh, you get into a situation where uploading takes too long, make sure you document your issues, right? Because again, we want to be fair. And indeed, the exam will be a bit tight for some of you. Uh, and getting five extra minutes is a lot of extra minutes. So when we say, okay, time's up, it's time now to upload, you should be uploading. Otherwise, that would be cheating. That wouldn't be fair to your your friends in, in, in the class, right? So again, that's a little word about uploading documents to Omnibox, all right? So at this point here, uh, 
we, we kind of have a, a feeling for what the exam looks like. Like, what are we getting ourselves into? Now, the question is, will I do well? <laughs> will I, 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 I manage to answer all the questions properly? And what kind of questions will they ask? And, and so on. So that's the second part of today's discussion. And it's talking about what course material are you responsible for? And for that, I will turn to a document that was given to you at the very beginning of the year, right? In Omnivox, every course uh, comes with what is called a course outline, right? It's really our a written agreement between the teacher and the student saying, this is what will be taught and it will be taught in this manner. So that document uh, mentions which textbook we'll be using and this and that and the other thing. But for today, I wanna focus on what is, it starts on page three, and that is the actual list of topics covered this year. So it's the table and that table can be used uh, for you as a checklist, right? You, you, you take the first line and you read it. And it says, in this case, comprehend the notion of a charge body, char uh, point charge, and distribution of charge. Pretty vague statement, but at the same time, it really tells us what do we expect here. You need to understand, to comprehend, it says, those notions. And it actually tells you which sections, which chapter in the textbook relates to that, right? So again, you can also refer to your own notes from, uh, you got from your teacher or what, what have you. But the point is, that tells you that you, that's something you need to know. And again, you go down the list and every topic you're responsible for appears on that list. Again, it's an interesting exercise to go through your notes and realize like, how does that match with what we actually taught, I mean, or what you were taught uh, over the course of the semester? Because sometime in a few very minor uh, situations, sometime a teacher might go a bit overboard. Like they will actually introduce a notion that's not on that list. And usually, but maybe that teacher will tell you, oh, by the way, that's not on the final exam, but I'm telling you that so that you know, I, so that you know a bit more of the context in order for you to get a better, better understanding of it all. Sometimes you need to see a bit more so that the core will be clear. All right, so, but here comes the part where I want to put a bit of, uh, of emphasis on, and that is those keywords that are, are in, in italic, uh, italicized. So the italicized words that starts every sentence carries a meaning. So the words are comprehend, recall, apply, and derive. So what do we mean by each of those? Well, let's start with the, the, the one that appears the most often, and that is comprehend. Comprehend means it means understand, right? It's a, it's a word in the English language. But what does it mean in the context of this course, uh, in the context of, of, uh, of EMM? Comprehend means those are questions that will make great multiple choice questions. It, it triggers, it, it goes at the heart of a concept. It asks you to understand the concept without numbers, without the, the, just understanding how things work. Right, so that's comprehend, and that makes for excellent multiple choice questions. Again, you 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 will remember from the midterm, you you don't get multiple choice questions where we ask you to like do numbers or take your calculator. Sometimes the calculator can be useful, but usually the multiple choice question we ask you are really fundamental level notions that we want you to explicit to make sure you understand, and that goes at the heart of comprehend items. When it says comprehend the property of charge, right? That really means like, I don't care about like just 
like do the math, right? So yeah, add a, a charge to another charge. No, I'm I'm talking about like what is a charge? What does how does it behave? What what is our, our like the fact that it's quantized, for example, that you cannot have a charge that's smaller than the elementary charge e and and things like that. It's a comprehension, and those comprehensions uh, are, are are gleaned are, are are acquired over the course of the semester by actually. Uh, reading the notes, reading the textbook, attending uh, synchronous classes or watching video, whatever it is that uh, your teacher used to give you that, that, that understanding, that knowledge. And I will tell you that's where, like those comprehend questions, those multiple choice questions, uh, this is where students of, often have the, the most trouble, right? Uh, to be honest, like problems are can be difficult or hard, but in, in general, if you do enough of them, if you get, pre if you're prepared, Usually students do rather well uh, when it comes to, to solving problems. But when it comes to multiple choice questions and comprehend uh, questions, uh, those are tricky because it's not like, oh, it's exactly like something we've seen in class. It forces you to really understand a brand new, like when a question is is, is brand new, when it's uh, it, it's brought out of nowhere seemingly, and it's it's something you should know because it's, it's related to uh, to other things we, we talked about, but you need to contextualize and put it all together. That, that, that is tricky. Then we were talking about problems. Problems are the apply. When it says, for example, apply Coulomb's law to find the force on a small charge, blah, blah, blah. That is, let's do a problem. Again, how do you get good at this is by doing a lot of them, right? Uh, there's no easy or, or simple way to, uh, to, 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 to learn. It's, you have to do it. And in this case, we, we provided you with, uh, over the course of the semester, with practice problems, with assignments, with tests, but also uh, we, we gave you uh, recently a, a, a review package. So use that as well to, uh, to get a bit of practice. But the point is you need to get good at doing those problems because that's not where you should lose, lose marks. Those should be quote unquote easy marks. I'm not saying the problems are easy, but I'm saying of all the, the questions out there on the tests, the problems should be where you, 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 you should read the question and, and go, all right, I know how to go about this. Even though you might get the answer wrong, you know how to proceed. You shouldn't be uh, stopped in your track. Just reading a question and go like, oh man, what is that about, right? That shouldn't happen. You, you shouldn't ever get it into the situation. Yes, the question will be original. They will be brand new. They will be different from what we've done. Otherwise, it would be copy-paste, especially this year where it's an open book exam. You have access to all those previous questions. I mean, we don't want to have a question that's exact word for word, the same as something we did over the course of the semester, but it will be close enough. And there's this activity that sometimes we do in mechanics where at the end of the semester, as part of the review lecture, uh, we distribute flashcards with problems on them. And we don't ask you to do the problems. We ask you to sort the problems. Look at the problem and immediately say, all right, that question I would solve using kinematics. Oh, this year I would use Newton's laws of, for example, Newton's second law. Oh, this is about something that's, that turns and, and spins. Already understanding that tells you already what kind of equation you'll be in need of uh, for that problem. So this year, I would, I would believe you need the same thing. You also here need to look at a qu question and immediately think to yourself, all right, this is a question where I will need to use vectors. 
this is a problem where I'll need, all right, it's, it's about work and all that. All right, so that's probably related to maybe potential or and or potential energy, electric potential energy. Uh, oh, th th there's a magnet in there. Does it mean that it, there's only like magnetism to worry about? Maybe not. Maybe there's a bit of Faraday's law in there and there's going to be an EMF uh, involved because of Faraday's law and so on and so forth. But reading question and being able to uh, match it to a chapter and match it to an approach is uh, is is an important skill to acquire. It's a it's something you, you should as part of your studies uh, or, or your reviews uh, make sure you, you kind of acquire uh, th this 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 sense this idea of all right here's the here's the question here's I'm going to proceed if I want to go forward with it. You should not look at a problem on the exam and say I have no clue how to go about this one. If that's the case. Uh, then it means you, you probably didn't study the way you should have, which is to make sure you have a good feel for every chapter that we covered this year. Because indeed, I mean, I don't know how many chapters you uh, the, the, the course was uh, broken into uh, in your class, but the, you can be certain that there will be questions out there for every single chapter we covered, right? So it's not like, oh, you know what? I, I'm hoping that there won't be anything about about circuits, right? I, I'm making this bad. I don't have time to study for circuits. Uh, let me study everything else but circuits. I, I think, especially this year, compared to those of you who took uh, waves last term, where the exam was right after the end of class, that was brutal. This time, you, you, I think you have enough time to study. I mean, even those of you who are taking maybe bio two on the Friday or, or something like that, you still have the weekend to. So again, if you have to study and you have a limited amount of time, I think you should make sure you cover every chapter, that you, you don't leave any blind spot, spot in your study, all right? So that is uh, regarding how to do problems and the apply lines, the, 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 where, it says, where it says apply. Then there are the recall. And recall are kind of the easiest, and yet you have to be careful about them. Uh, recall is basically something like recall called the electric field due to point charge. Well, that means it's an equation. And that equation is very likely featured on the form sheet. So excellent, you don't have to do anything. No, actually, you kind of still need to understand what it is that is on the form sheet, what it is that you can use without a need for justification. Uh, because if it doesn't say recall, chances are you kind of need to justify or to explain or to quote unquote derive that equation that you want to use, right? So again, it, it, it will depend on uh, how your teacher, your instructor taught you, how, how they presented the material and they, they told you in class, all right, for this type of chapter, I require you to show me this. But sometimes they will say, you know what? You don't need to show, to prove this to me. You can use it as a starting point. But that goes under the, the idea of recall. Where can you start from and, and build from uh, from there? Because indeed, this is something where you can lose marks. If, for example, you, you start out of the blue with an equation that is, is, is in your notes. Yeah, definitely it's in your notes. But in your notes, it was derived. It was shown that it was the case. And going straight for that equation when it's not on form sheet, when it's it's actually requires a lot of work to get to, uh, chances are we want you to show the steps to show us that you understand uh, how, how you got there in the first place, all right? So that is for the recall. 
And I want to say a word now about the form sheet, right? It's an open book exam and you have access to all of your notes. Still, have your formula sheet handy. Print it out, get it next to you uh, when you do the test because this is where you'll go first. You do not have time on the exam to look up every single question you have. To, like you ask yourself like, oh, this problem. Oh, I've seen a problem like that. We, we did a problem like that at some point. Let me go fetch it. Uh, flip pages, flip pages, flip pages. Oh, here it is. Oh no, that's not the one. Flip pages, flip. you're losing time. You should not. I mean, yes, you have the, that backup. You have this, this uh, comfort in having the, the notes next to you, but do not use them unless you really have to, is, would be my suggestion here. You, what you should do is try the, the questions honestly on your own, not because I, I want you to show me how, how, how smart you are, but because it's going to save you time in the end. It's going to be better. And uh, trust yourself. I'm sure that problem you can do on your own right now. And if at any point you get stemmed and you, you, you run into an issue and you, you don't know where how to proceed, then, then you, knew you use your, your notes. But then again, there's a ways to use notes because there are so many of them. There's, the textbook is so thick. Uh, here is where the, 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 your first go-to is your formula sheet. Know about it. Like Know which equations are on it. Add to it. Or if you want, take an extra page next to it and write on it all the things you think are important. That is called a cheat sheet. And in this course, uh, it's allowed because it's an open book exam. But I would say even better, it actually helps you to study. It helps you to understand. It helps you to memorize. It helps you to understand. Because when you're forced to write down the important uh, elements of uh, the course, that forces you to 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 sort, to uh, uh, categorize, to make priorities. Uh, of all the text that is in textbook, what is the most important tidbits of information that you need? And when uh, on the day before the exam, you wanna study one last time, uh, rather than reopening the textbook and flipping through all the pages, actually looking through five summary pages that you wrote yourself, uh, that is quite powerful. That helps very much understanding on the day of the exam, it's easier to refer to. It's easier to say, all right, that problem, oh yeah, I need something I don't quite remember. All right, but I, I remember making a note of it. Uh, let me go take a look quickly at my notes. Doesn't take time and it gets you out of a, uh, of a bad spot, all right? So that is what I will we'll say about the recall. And then finally, there's this uh, category called derive. And derive typically are, this is such an important aspect of the course, and we, we have all the elements we need to actually uh, get to a final solution from basic principles, uh, we want you to be able to do those steps. Uh, and on like a, a normal semester when uh, it's not an open book, when it's not online, that would be something I would ask you to kind of memorize and, and be able to give me back on, or give us back on the, on the exam. That won't want to happen this year because, I mean, you could just go to your notes and copy paste your notes. I mean, uh, recopy what, what, what is in there. Does it mean that anything or anywhere it says uh, derive, you don't need to, to take care of it at all? No, no, because derive still carries this important element of understanding. So when I say, for example, derive the uh, equivalent capacitance for two capacitors in series or parallel using conservation of charge or Kirchhoff's rules. What we may ask you is not, all right, show me the derivation, because 
That what would be the point? It's it's there at your fingertips. But I'm I could very well see a problem that asks you uh, a question about something that requires you to know and understand the derivation. But the way it's worded, it's is such that you wouldn't even realize it if you don't didn't study that derivation, if you don't understand that derivation uh, for what it is, right? So, for example, something about like two capacitors, put them in parallel, put them in, in series, what changes? Uh, to really understand what goes on and why uh, it goes on that way, uh, that is basically the, the, the underlying concept behind that derivation I just mentioned. So, again, make sure you understand those derivations uh, because they could come up uh, in one form or another uh, on the test. So that is basically to go over that, that document again. Uh, the, the course outline is your place to go to get a clear picture of what everything we studied this year. All right. Make sure uh, you, you, you read it one more time as a checklist to say, all right, check. I understand this. Check. It says comprehend the, the equalization of potential in conductors. What does that mean? All right. Go back to your notes. Go back and try and understand what do we mean by that. It says, also it's in the textbook, chapter 26, subsection 3. So go there, read about it, and say, oh, that's what it means. Oh, I, I didn't remember that. Yeah, I, we saw that so long ago. Uh, come on, uh, am I supposed to mem remember that? And the answer is, yeah, <laughs> that's what the, the course is about, right? Anything on that list, you need to, to know about, right? So now we get to the, the heart of it, and that is studying. You need now to study. You need you know what uh, what to expect for the the final. You know uh, what material you're responsible for. Now, how do you go about studying things? So let's start with the conceptual questions, uh, the multiple choice questions. And, and by the way, they don't only appear uh, as multiple choice questions in part A. You can very well get a question in like in part A. The good thing about it is that you just you're just marked on whether or not you get the right answer, right? So. I, I, we're not asking you for any justification. Just like pick the right answer and, and you're done. As part of problems, though, very often you'll get a, a sub-question, part C, for example, that says, hey, you know what? This, this, and that, what is the, the this uh, doing there? Uh, justify, right? Or explain. Uh, that is a keyword that basically says, you know what? We're talking about a multiple choice question, kind of. Uh, we're asking you to uh, to select what is going on, what is, what is happening. But it takes some comprehension, going back to that keyword. Uh, you need to comprehend the concept. And better yet, uh, you actually have to explain it. You have to uh, put it in context, explain what, what's going on there. Uh, again, that is where students sometimes find it hard. A word about those questions where it says justify. Do not write too much. Because the more you write, the more chances are you're going, going to say something wrong. <laughs> All right? I, I'm not joking. Out of experience. Uh, the, there is this, uh, basically, the more you write, the more rope you give yourself to hang yourself. <laughs> so it's too often that I've seen when I, I read the, uh, the explanation from a, a student in, in a test, and I ask for justify, and they say, All right, blah, blah, blah. And I read that and say, yeah, okay, I kind of get what you're saying. Uh, I agree. All right. All right. That's good. I'm going to give you marks. And I keep on reading because it keeps on going. And then suddenly it's wrong. It's very, very wrong. It's actually so wrong that it actually undermines everything else that was said before to an extent that I cannot give you marks or full marks. And, and that that's a pity. That's too bad. And 
I believe that the reason for that is that uh, you you do not kind of trust yourself. So you, you want to put as much words as you can to kind of cover all your, 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 the angles. No, the question is usually very clear. What is this justified? Answer that question and only that question. And, and I think there's also this idea that uh, as you're trying to answer, there's a flow of consciousness. You're, you're writing and writing and everything that's in your brain, you try to dump on paper. All right, here's what I would suggest for those questions. Uh, write them on a, a separate piece of paper, uh, do it on draft, and then reread it and get rid of all the, 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 the pre-sentences that, uh, that weren't needed, but you were used to kind of prep your, your, your brain, uh, a primer brain. It, it's really um, a good place to, to start. But also make sure you use the right words. I mean, we, we introduce words in class that mean something. There is difference between, for, for a good reason, between even though two words might look very similar, electric potential and electric potential energies, uh, energy are two very different concepts. They're related, but they're very, very different. So be careful that you use the right term for what you want to express, because otherwise it, I will be in my rights to take marks off if you don't write, use the right word, because that tells me that you do not fully understand that concept. That concept is tied to word, use the right word. Um, so yeah, that is what I would say about answering those kind of justified questions uh, right there. Now, in terms of studying for them, again, the the the, the review package has some uh, some some multiple choice questions you can uh, uh, dig your your teeth into. Uh, the, the 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 notes that you you got probably had a, a few checkpoints or a few uh, multiple choice of their own in there uh, or what you did in class. But also, uh, I would say, uh, go take a look at your textbook. Every chapter in the textbook uh, ends with uh, problems, obviously. But before the problems, there's uh, what are called uh, conceptual questions. And any of those questions could have been turned into a multiple choice question. They really ask you, do you really understand what's going on there? So again, go take a look over there. The solutions, unfortunately, are not at the back of the book. So if you want to know the answers, Maybe uh, come to office hours and we can discuss it. But also uh, something else you could do is uh, is get with uh, together with friends. And that's a total different tangent, but I, I'm going to take it now. And that is to uh, talk about the fact that back in the days when you were in person, uh, students would, would gather in uh, review, like uh, study areas, and they would sit around a table and they would study together. And I think there's a lot of benefit to that. Unfortunately, with uh, the current situation, that is not a an option anymore, but we still have Zoom and Zoom is free for 40 minutes. By all means, please get together and study together. Not, not all, all your study, I mean, a lot of it has to be done personally and, and individually, but uh, get together and kind of ask each other questions. And again, there's this saying that uh, goes uh, to, to teach is to learn again. And I, I like that teacher be, teaching because uh, as a teacher, but also because it's quite true. It is true that uh, if you, you, uh, you're forced to explain something to someone, it forces you to really understand it. Like you cannot kind of half-ass it and say, yeah, I can, like I totally get it. And when it comes time to actually just like prove it, you're kind of, oh yeah, it's hard to explain. Yeah, of course, I mean, otherwise you wouldn't be taking the course if it was easy. But the point is, uh, you, you remember when I told you about those uh, justified questions? But they're just that. They're me asking you as a, te- as a teacher, but I could be a student saying, hey, I don't understand that. Can you explain it to me? And, and you go, yeah, let, let me explain it to you. Let, you see, here's, in my own words, what's going on. And that, that goes a long way. 
it forces you to really uh, make it clear, even to yourself, as you're forced to uh, put words to it. So definitely try to get together. And I think there's a, a lot of potential in there. Also, if you have friends in other sections, uh, maybe the, the teachers over there uh, gave their students different problems, different uh, notes. Sharing those notes, sharing those problems gives you access to extra uh, problems for review, right? So again, there, there's some benefit uh, to be had uh, getting in touch with, uh, with others, right? So uh, that is all I can really say about the multiple choice questions. Uh, what about the problems? For problems, what I would say is that a, a focused approach is in order because you cannot, you do not have time to redo all the problems we've done all semester long. Or maybe you do, and, and in, in which case that's great. Go ahead and do it because, I, like I said, uh, more is better. Uh, the more practice you get, the, the, the better you'll get. But if you are limited in time, Here's what my suggestion, it's only my, my own, uh, maybe it, it won't work for you, but uh, my suggestion would be take all the problems you did this semester, like as part of like practice uh, sets or, or what have you, and take the list, like take, take all those problems and read them, but don't do them at first. Read them and, and tell yourself, would I be able to do this problem right now on the spot? Would I be ready for it? Ask yourself that question, like read it and answer that question. If the answer is yes, like as is right now, you can do that problem, you, you believe you can do it, then put a check mark next to it. You can still come back to it, but this is not the focus. This is not where you should focus your energy. Move on to the next problem. And when you get to a problem that says, oh, you know what? I think I could do this, but I would need to remember what equation goes where. That, that deserves an asterisk. That means maybe you need to build that cheat sheet first, like I, I told you. You need to kind of review, like refresh a little bit on this one. And then again, you come across a different problem. This one, you have no clue. You said, we did that? What is that? I've never seen that before. If that ever uh, occurs, like put two asterisks. That is where the focus should be. Go and take a look. Maybe those are because it's an, a hard problem. It's a, a difficult problem that was there to kind of push the envelope. That's fine. But still, know how to, like, reading a problem, you should be able to right away get a feel for how to go about solving it, all right? You can use the, the review document uh, as a, a, a good uh, sample of, of problem for that. Those are brand new problems. You've never seen them before. And you go through the list and ask yourself very quickly, can I do this one? And then, then do them later. But for as a first pass, make sure you, have, you sort between where you need to spend your time and where you think you already are pre-covered. Again, I, I'm sure a lot of you were already doing this before, but I'm just saying that that is a, a good way of doing things, okay? So uh, again, if you need more problems, the textbook has plenty. The odd-numbered problems in the textbook have their solution in the back. Uh, go check with friends in other sections, right? All right. So at this point, I believe we covered how to study for problems, how to uh, go about getting ready to understanding the, the conceptual problems and all that. Go back to your notes, uh, read again, re read them again one more time, read the textbook one more time. Again, be careful about uh, the fact that an open book exam seems uh, to uh, invite you to uh, go look up everything during the exam. That would be... Uh, a bad idea. It, it takes too long. So have it ready in case you really need it. But when you get to the exam, you should focus on do, reading all the problems, 
doing the problems that you know you can do well at in a, a short amount of time, do those first. It doesn't matter if you don't do the problems in the, the right order. Uh, and then do uh, uh, go for the problems that are a little bit more difficult, right? Uh, and But even if they're difficult, you should be at a, a stage now where you read the problem and you already know, all right, this starts with, I don't know, uh, Newton's second law. And because of that, you need a free body diagram or what have you. So again, getting very clear as what are the steps and what are the concepts involved that, that goes along with. Well, you know what? I do believe that's really where I will stop. I mean, I probably went over time uh, by quite a, a bit. Uh, so maybe you're, you're, as you're listening to this, as you walk, you took a walk to, uh, to kind of relieve some of the stress. Hopefully I didn't bring more stress and now you're ready to uh, go back and, uh, and, and do that studying and, uh, and get ready for that exam. And again, I, I, I am confident that you, you'll do well if you, you put the uh, the bit of energy that, that last little push uh, before the end of, of the semester, right? I'm sure you can, all right? So that would be my, my closing statement. Yes, you can. <laughs> You'll do fine. Keep your eyes on the prize and there's light at the end of the tunnel, all right? So to all of you uh, listening and uh, who managed to get all the way to the end of this uh, podcast, well, good luck on your exam. Uh, in ENM, but also good luck on your exams in, in other classes and uh, best of studies. All right. Take care. Cheers.